Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. You have me, Jerry, and the lovely Diane, your favourite dynamic duo. I know we've been away for a little while, but we have been, like, life has really been taking its toll, but we are now back. How are you, my dear? Um, I'm not too bad, really. Um, I think the last time we were almost talking about, you know, what jobs and stuff, so I started my new job. Um, if you watch the stories, you'll see that the challenges that I've faced, but it is what it is. Otherwise, yeah, I can't complain. Life is being good to me. I can't complain. Otherwise, how are you? Me, I, I, I just feel like I've been doing a lot recently. Like, I think since going back to work after having Noah, it's been very strenuous like one I don't know why I went back full-time that's another headache that I'm trying to conquer but just trying to still be present at home present at work still do the little things for myself and all that jazz where possible it's just proven rather difficult so yeah. I can feel like the burnout stage is kind of there but I'm trying trying my hardest to solve it but yeah but apart from that I'm good I can't really complain no, honestly, I commend anyone that has a child and goes back full time. I don't know how people do that. No, you need to hopefully have great support or have or not have any financial distresses to be able to afford full time childcare because that is another headache. Yeah, because I can't even imagine. I feel like that's a topic in itself, really. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to bore you with with talks about childcare because you guys probably have already seen that there's things in place and you know um protests have been won recently and things like that but anyway like Dan said that's time for it that's that's all away away but yes as you guys probably know the junior doctor strikes are happening at present are they still happening yes i think it's from the 11th of april i think it's a four-day strike yeah it was 72 hours i know that so it ended today tomorrow tomorrow I think so, but it's apparently the longest that they've ever had in the NHS. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. time. Yeah. Um, right. Go on. Just And just to make it clear, so a lot of people seem to think that junior doctors are people that have just qualified and are now practising medicine. Now, a junior doctor can be someone that has eight to ten years experience, but you're always called junior doctors before you become a consultant. Um, so don't think it's people that literally have just come out of uni doing their F1, just foundation year. No, these are experienced doctors who are experienced in their specialties in their fields who are campaigning quite rightly. So for I think it's a 35% pay increase. I pray they get it. But alongside what you've just said, I saw a TikTok a few days ago. Actually, I'm not sure if I sent it to you. It was about a lady who... I don't know what she does she works she's from the states but has relocated here for work and she's utterly shocked at the prices we get paid and what she basically said was that um with the pay we're like five to ten years ago the pound was like nearly one one dollar fifty or nearly two dollars per pound the rate of the pound has dropped which we all know because of things that have happened like brexit covid all that jazz so because it's all dropped, we're now literally like touching each other. So mm. because the strength in the pound has dropped so much, we are feeling the pinch even more. Yeah. Because 
everyone used to look at the pound and be like, oh my God, British sterling, blah, 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 blah. Whereas now it's reduced so much, but our pays haven't gone up. They've stayed the same, but everything else has become more expensive. How do they want us to survive? Yeah, I mean, I think what upsets me the most is that people seem to think that like any job in healthcare, you should be working from the kindness of your heart and that for you to ask for more is greed. And I feel like this is a running theme anytime anyone in healthcare asks for a pay rise. It's like, but you knew what you're signing up for or what do you expect? But to me, I look at, I, like I saw a doctor put his pay slip up on Twitter and I posted it on our page. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And I yesterday or the day before, which is like, what, the 10th of April or something like that. And he was taking home £1,800 a month. And that wasn't including, like he said, his general general medical council fees, paying for any exams, that, you know, his loan is coming out of that. Like, there's so many things that are not factored in here. And even that was that, let me, sorry, can I put in, was this London? I don't know where he was from, but I just remember him putting up his pay slip on Twitter and talking about his pay. Okay, because like what I was gonna say is even if, if that's if that's whilst he's being paid in London, how can anyone live off that? Yeah, these times your rent alone is like half or like nearly two thirds of your wage. Yeah, like we're in a generation where nearly everybody's on a credit card, yeah. and in for that credit card, and not because anybody wants to, because who wants to, but you can't now survive without credit because what you earn isn't enough, and I think it hurts that. These people are working sometimes 70 hour weeks. And let me make it very clear. Anyone that works in health is not paid overtime. No. So if you're scheduled to work from seven to seven and you leave at 10. Those three hours are not going to be paid. You'll be lucky even if they add a little bit on top. Right. And all of this. OK, you're now owed in lieu. They now owe you time back. There usually isn't even time to take the time back because there's not enough staff. That's a chronic problem or this area you're in is very, very busy, um, and there just isn't time to take it back. Like, that's the mat- that's the straight of it, if that makes sense. So when, yeah. you see, when you hear a doctor's being paid £14 an hour to save someone's life, it is shocking, and shocking that we're in a first-world country. And even now, I feel like it's a joke when England a first-world country, because it's not. It's really not. It's just not because anymore. we may be up to date with certain things doesn't make it a first world country. Like, look at how many people are living behind the breadlines, behind, well, below the breadlines. And these are, you know, l- learned people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people hard. worked hard to get to and they still can't afford to put just basic bread and butter on their tables. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we talk about the chronic staff crisis and the fact that we need more doctors, we need more nurses, we have thousands, thousands of vacancies. Like I always say to you guys, I think I say I'm like a parrot now, go on Indeed, go and read and Google nursing jobs. There are pages and pages and pages of jobs. So there's always jobs, but we can't seem to fill the spaces. And yet they ask, what should we do? How do we do it? What do we do? How do we get people? And the simple fact is pay. But nobody addressed the elephant in the room. It's like, we know what we have to do, but we're just not going to do it. And we won't do it because even if we don't pay you more, you're still going to go and do it because you're not going to let patients suffer. Which to me is like emotional blackmail. You're preying on people's care. You're preying on the fact people have a duty of care. 
so you think you now have a right to not pay them you know it's a very big shame like it's a very big shame but and and guys we always say this we're not a political podcast we're a nothing podcast we need to get these Tories out like when have you ever in our current lifespan of our 30 years here on this earth when have we seen as much dismay as we're going through now yeah I have never even when you did when you do history in school I have never heard of as many people striking like they are now yeah and even the level of corruption you know anyone if you follow UK fact check politics um they post a lot about what's going on in British politics and like I said we're not we're not a political podcast there's a lot of things that you see that would anger you so Mm -hmm. for example seeing that the home secretary Swella Braveman has had her expenses she charges her I think her bills or something to her expenses so she's in a house that she's a house she does not live in and she just charges it to the game is what I call it because nothing's coming out of her pocket and we know that MPs are on like 86k and they've had their money go up and all the time that healthcare professionals have been striking and that's nurses that's doctors um I think even speech and language did strike at one point I'm not sure even um, border force border yeah. force are striking yeah. the passport yeah. office is striking yeah their pay has gone up. And, and I think for me it just shows how tone deaf they are or not tone deaf they're just choosing to like not have money for it and yet they can push money in so many other different directions but not where they need it the most but then mm-hmm. For me, this is all part of the bigger picture to crash the NHS. That's just my take on it. Boy, I can't wait for 2025 to come so we can vote. I don't know how, I don't know what's happening between 2020 and now that we still can't vote. I just can't wait for us to vote so we, people can go. The so fact what I want we... to say, I cannot say on air because I'll probably lose my job. So I'm going to keep that stum and say it to the people around me. But they need to go. Like this is just not it. No, and it and it makes you worry because you don't want aspiring doctors, aspiring nurses, to fear going going to pursue something that they love mm. because they're worried about how they're going to live, how they're going to make ends meet, how they're going to survive. You know, they want you want them to go into a job knowing that okay, you have a level of security, you're going to be supported. Because even now, I mean, you have, okay, you have doctors on strike, so we have the consultants coming in. And Mm -hmm. they're the ones on the ground at the moment. Now, this is a bit, I've kind of swayed off topic, but this shocked me. So the trust that I work in, which obviously I cannot disclose, Mm -hmm. um, an email going around talking about pay while they're striking. And I kid you not, they are paying some consultants £190 an hour to work well but you want to but you want to charge them 14 you you want to pay them 14 right so now you're telling me like to me that just proves that you guys are making a choice not to pay people properly because how are you paying a consultant 190 pounds an hour that's someone shift you know yeah and i'm just like wow like you you know just astounded and you just think this society we all live in the same world, but we live very different lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and I don't want to knock consultants. They've earned their right to be, they've worked hard to be at a consultant level. 
But if you can pay a consultant that much money, why can't you pay a junior doctor good money then? It don't make sense. Honestly, like it's just, it's just all shocking. I just really want things to change. I just feel like the NHS has been in such a lull from before COVID. COVID just exposed it and pushed people to the edge that they're like, I just can't do this anymore. We deserve better. Yeah. And going back to your point about what you were saying about people say, you know, like in the healthcare profession, you should be doing it for, um, it's more the feeling of wanting to help rather than pay. At the end of the day, we all still have bills we have to pay. And that's it. Yeah. You have your bills. I have my bills. Yes, I know. And the thing is, you could be a nurse that makes a million bucks. That's fine. But then there's still people that need to do the normal day-to-day job. That's just the way of the land. They've still got things to pay for. Why should we have to struggle just to hit the bare necessities? Or you're now seeing your staff who are already working full-time pull extra shifts here, left, right, and centre just to be able to stay afloat. Yeah. And it's a vicious cycle because the way I see it is if you work non-stop, your body will shut down and tell you to stop. Mm. And then you become sick. And then you're not at work. But you're an extra body that we actually need, not on the shop floor. Mm-hmm. And then right? they'll go out to agency or bank, still pay them people double the amount or whatever the, the rate, the going rate at the time may be. For what? Right. So, I mean, I mean, we here do support with junior doctors. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should be paid at least in line with inflation. Um, That's all we ask for, man. shouldn't be struggling to put food on the table. People should not be queuing up for food banks in 2023. You know, it shouldn't be happening. There, there shouldn't be such a big divide between the rich and the poor, but yet the divide is so wide, it's scary. Um, mm-hmm. And... I'm someone who likes to be hopeful, so I'd like to think there's light at the end of the tunnel, but I do fear for the future of the NHS because we need it. We need, you know, we desperately need the service and it's a service that a lot of people worldwide admire. So to me, if you want to have the best healthcare service, you need to have the best staff and you need to look after your staff that run that service because no one in parliament can tell me they can do what we do. They can't do it. They'll come and look at you. They can't, you know. So I feel like they need to sit down and be realistic. And one other thing to add is I think if you're going to be in charge of health, in terms of in a government capacity, you need to be someone that's worked in health. Mm -hmm. Because I just feel like you've got, it's kind of like, it's probably maybe not to the same extreme, but you know, in the States with this whole anti-abortion law, you have middle... I mean, you have high class, middle class, high class men making a decision for women and their bodies. You don't have yeah. a vagina, you don't have a womb, but you're now making decisions for those who do. Same yeah. way with this, you you've never worked in healthcare, you don't even use the NHS, you don't know what how grateful people are for this service, but you're willing to have it trampled on left, right, and centre and make yeah. a mockery of it. Yeah. Where is the sense? This is it. And I think that's what people need to understand, especially people that come out and say, oh, the strikes again, and they're not going to achieve anything. Da, da, da. And it's like, but yeah, but these are people's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody said on Twitter, is you pay £30 an hour for a personal trainer. You pay £30 an hour for your hairdresser. But you wouldn't pay that much for a doctor to save your life. 
Yeah, in that time, you'd literally be begging them to do something. Yeah. Like it's it's mad. It's so mad, and I think it 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 puts that puts it into context so much. You all these other people, you pay money, mm-hmm. but when it's time for okay, this person actually their life is in your hands. They can save you. Nothing. And struggle. You're struggling, and like you said, if you don't use the service, it doesn't matter to you. No, because it's a service you're not going to use. But even with that being said, if something happens wrong in the private sector, they come back to the NHS anyway. So, yeah, just pay the people their money. That's we it. deserve better. That's literally it. We deserve better. Pay people their money, and people will do. And people will carry on working and be happy. Yeah, because let's be honest. Yeah, I know people like to say money isn't everything. When there's a cost of living crisis and you've got bills to pay, kids to feed, other things to pay for, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, money is every- money is not everything, but money helps. Yeah, you know, mum used to tell that tell that to us all the time. It's not everything, but it helps. You know, I'm sure you want to heat your house in winter. I'm sure you don't want to ration your food. I'm sure you don't want to walk the two bus stops because you can only afford the one tap. Or you'd you like know. to be able to go out and eat dinner because you've worked hard and you've made your money. Yeah. Is that a crime? Wanting to have a bit of me time and and spend what you've earned. It shouldn't yeah. always have to go back onto the like the necessities. Yeah. And and the fact that we're seeing really skilled professionals leave the profession, because that's what it's doing to people. Mm-hmm. People are leaving because they're saying, Do you know what? I've I've got these transferable skills, I can use them elsewhere. And yeah. they're going. But do you blame them though? I don't. I really don't. No, and that's the thing. And it makes you question long-term what is going to happen. If everybody decides that, you know what, I'm tired, I'm moving on to do something else, then what happens? What do we do? I mean, I can see it happening, to be honest, because life is too short. And why would we suffer like this? It's just not worth it. Like, if our pay increased, I just think the workload needs to be looked at. We need safer staffing levels earn a pay increase and then we can talk about job satisfaction because right now regardless of what you do you may be working in the field that you want you're not enjoying it because the stress levels are way high this is it and i think we need management to be honest yeah like just stop be honest with people. It work. it's like in mean girls when it's like stop making fetch fetch like stop trying to make fetch work it doesn't work exactly different the numbers or move people around wards or you know, call this person in to help here and there. No, you're not coping. And you need, to, you need to make it clear that you can't cope. You need to close beds if there's not enough staff. You need to refuse admissions if you don't have space to admit. But that's the only way people can stand up and say, right, do you know what? There is a problem here because look what's happening in this area. Mm-hmm. But if you put on a very fancy show and make out like you're surviving and you're coping, that's a problem because why should we survive? We should be thriving, not surviving say it again so i mean that's for me my stance there so yeah junior doctors we support you you deserve to be paid well you've worked hard you've studied you've sacrificed a lot a lot of these junior doctors are going into it young from like 18 19 mm-hmm. that's a youth spent in books knee deep in books going into areas where they're trying to learn on the job the demand is high you're working with lots of different people all the time you're having to adapt you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be the person that has to call the shots and you're learning, you're literally learning 
as well. But you have to make really important decisions about somebody's life, having to break bad news. You know, there's so much that they do. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's so sad that we have to list and almost prove why they deserve a pay rise. But I always feel like people don't hear it. But we and we need to shy and say it maybe so they can hear it louder. But yeah, yeah we need to thrive, not survive, and we we need them to be paid properly. Definitely, like I can't echo what it, Diane has said anymore because girl, you hit the belt on the head. I just really hope that the government sees all all these strikes. Like I'm not even talk, just talking about junior, junior doctors anymore. I'm talking about the nurses, junior doctors, teachers, border force, passport office, like. We work hard in what we do, and I don't understand why, civil as civil servants, I feel like we're being punished. Yeah, yeah. and I know people will turn around and say to me, "Oh, but you could always leave and go work in the private sector." The private sector does not have what I want. Yeah, and what I want is within the NHS, and I have the skills to facilitate that. And if everybody did that, if we all did that, then what would happen? Because the private sector is lovely if you can afford it to use it. Exactly, and if you can't, well, tough. So boy, it ah. just really, really makes you think. Like, what is the what is the long term solution of all of this? It's easy for us to sit here and say increase our pay. I mean, that's what I want: increase our pay. But if not, people are going to leave. Yeah, people will leave because it's not worth the stress. It's not worth no. the emotion. It's not worth the being screamed at because someone's been sat in any for fifteen hours. It's not worth the crash bell ringing and you're running and trying to save someone's life. It's not. And the problem is, is that when people are tired, they are frustrated and they resent, then they have resentment and then they're burnt out and then they just say, Do "You know what? Forget it." Mm. And that's the break. We need to break the cycle of okay. How do we stop people getting burnt out? How do we make things better? How do we make improvements? that are sustainable not quick fixes we need to sustain this because like now how i see it is if there's no seniors then how do the juniors learn this is it you know it's a that's a chronic problem in nursing now if you can go into an area and a lot of people are new there's not a lot of not a lot of experienced nurses that can guide these nurses that are coming in because they're nurses on the field they're expected to take patients and mm-hmm. the accuracy of patients is high now, we're seeing people live longer. We're seeing a lot of complexities. We're seeing children born early, surviving, which also comes with their own additional needs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you're expected to be well-rounded and be able to cope and manage. And depending on where you work, your load can be anything from one-to-one to seven, eight at times, patients to one person. Yeah. And if you're newly qualified and, you don't, and you're not being well-supported, that's going to knock your confidence. That's going to yeah. make you... That's going to make you worry. That's going to make you question if you're good enough. That's also going to impact patient care, you know. And if you don't have any good support on the ground, then you're going to feel like you're drowning, literally. Yeah. And who's going to be there to help you? Yeah. Because before it. you know it, you're called to the NMC fitness to practice for something that you didn't have support on and there's no one else looking at you. I mean, there's no one else with you to support you. Yeah. And that's what we always say, guys, protect your pin at all costs if you don't feel comfortable doing something you need to speak up and say you can't do it you know or I don't feel safe doing that or if I'm going to have this patient I'm going to need support Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day everybody came alone you you did your degree alone you walked across the stage by yourself they didn't call you and Joe 
and you and Rebecca and you and Sarah and you and Fatima they don't call you in twos <laughs> so don't ever think I have to I have to do that no you don't have to do anything you don't boy I just really hope something comes out through throughout this if that even makes sense I really hope something comes from this yeah because legit I just feel like what more does it take for them to realize they're screwing us up yeah again not just junior doctors not just nurses all of us Mm. we just want to be paid the same way you you get paid at the end of the month so do we that's it that's literally it nothing else just pay me i'll keep my mouth up and I, I go about my business that's it that, that's it literally it's as simple as that but instead you've now got me doing all sorts to prove a point but you one day what's your space guys let's see what happens within the next year i hope and pray we get what we needed. And for those of you listening, if you are a nurses, I really hope you have responded to the RCN voting about whether we accept the pay offer because the offer that was offered is not offering. <laughs> not at all. We are worth more than 7%. How can we start with wanting 19% and then you try to sell us with a 5% pay rise and a 2% COVID bonus? No, Nuh-uh. no money. But- Question is, would you give yourself the five percent? No, they no. Given- So why is it okay for you lot to give you to up your stuff, but we can't? You can't give us properly. How does that make sense? Even when you look at it, what they were offering, we would still earn less than our colleagues in Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. So what's the point? Man, I'm like- not here for it. It's actually crazy. Like, so I really want to see what happens with the response because the moment that email came, I literally said, no, reject. Yeah, literally. I made sure, Joel, Jerry made sure all of us did it because she was yes, like, guys. because we are worth more than seven measly percent. Trust me. The worst part is, do you know who's going to come take it? Your pension? Yeah. And tax man. So you still won't see it. Tell me about it. So for that reason alone, hence why we, we, we deserve more. We really, really do. And we work very hard in the jobs we do. And we just deserve to be paid better. That is that is what it is. Yeah. But I think that's pretty much all we've got time for today. And it's been nice to be back, guys. It's been a long time, but hopefully we'll be back better than ever to bring you more of our nursing news. As always, feel free to hit us up on the Nursing Handover page on Instagram. Also, the Twitter account, which that handle is at the underscore handover. And our email address at the Nursing Handover podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, guys, please enjoy. Stay blessed. Enjoy this mixed bipolar weather that we're having. Um, and just relax and enjoy the bank holidays coming up. Yes. <laughs> So take care, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.